ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D-Tech Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. What's up, my man? Bring the gear. Bring always pack your boots. Always pack your gear. What an insane story. Yeah, so I haven't heard it. I just I've heard you say that before. Yes. And then I saw your posts on Sunday and I was like, son of a bitch, he's right. It actually happened. So there's a term in wrestling. It's not, I don't know if it's an actual term or I'm paraphrasing it, but it's basically It's a term says, in wrestling, Steve. It's a term in wrestling, brother. And it's as long as you add brother to it, it actually is a term. Yeah. Brother, brother, you always pack your gear, brother, 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 <laughs> and put your boots in there too, brother, brother. <laughs> so the yeah, the, cat, the the phrase is always like always pack your gear because you never know if you're going to be needed if you're not wrestling. All right. And I've had that happen before where I've contacted like a promotions in uh in Canada. I was like, oh, they do great stuff. It's uh, they were called Cobra Kai, but I think they're called WrestleCore now. All right. And awesome, right? Great promotion. They do really cool stuff. So I, I hit them up before the pandemic, like right before the pandemic. I'm like, hey, I would love to come down and or come up and be a part of it. I love what you guys do, like like just how you present the promotion. And the guy's awesome, this guy's um Steve. And he's just like, I don't have anything booked, I don't have any room for you, but Come up, see how it is live, be my guest, but bring your gear just in case. Like so that's always like the the thing. It's like you go help out a promotion, bring your gear because you never know someone gets sick, someone gets hurt, someone just doesn't show. So Defy Wrestling was on Saturday night, and I usually do the ring announcing. Well, recently I've also gotten to wrestle with them. So I was like, you know what, just in case. I, I heard there was a couple of like people that weren't gonna be able to make it because of travel issues. I'm like, oh, oh people having trouble with flights? Shocking, right? Yeah. It's only that's the first I've ever heard of that too. Um, yes, this summer it's the first I've heard of it as well. Right. So like, let me pack my gear just in case. Get down there. Uh, promoter Matt is just like, you didn't bring your gear by chance, did you? I'm like, and I almost was like, do I say yes? Because I do. I sound like a dork, like a needy dork. You know what I mean? All right. It's like, it's like right. the guy that brings a condom in his wallet who's never gotten laid in his entire life. Like, but if she asks. You got you that, got it. You got that condom that's been in there for seventeen years. Yeah, yeah. Maybe but, it works. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I did. He's like, well, Aaron Solo, who's a wrestler from the from the California area, he's like, he couldn't make it because of travel issues. He was supposed to team with Ethan HD to take on Guillermo Rosas and Cody Chun. They're they're called C Four. Awesome, all, right. awesome. all great guys, right? All guys. I train with Cody and Guillermo. Uh, obviously, I have a great relationship with uh, Ethan. He helped me with my match against uh, LP, and that's why he thought. Well, if Aaron can't make it, the perfect substitute is Steve because there's history with Steve and Ethan in the in the context of Defy Wrestling. Right. It's not like you're wrestling with some other. Oh, I was gonna say also, it's not like you're wrestling with somebody you don't you haven't right. wrestled with. Right. Not a complete random situation. Yeah. There's no like because there's other guys that show up to help out that are also wrestlers that maybe in any other circumstance would have been given that opportunity before me. Because it's happened plenty of times where wrestlers aren't able to make it or for whatever reason, and I've witnessed it. But I was like, yeah, man, I got my stuff. He's like, okay, cool. We're going to have you and Ethan take on Cody and Guillermo. But then I need you in the second half still to do ring announcing. All right, that was going to be my next question is who did the ring announcing? This guy, Ian, who's great. He does the backstage interviews. All but, right. you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a small group of people that are working on Defy. So it's like you pull Ian to do the ring announcing. Now there's no one to do the backstage interview. So he's like, if you could do the second half of ring announcing, he could bang out all the backstage interviews during the second half. And we won't be completely like left out to dry. I'm like, no problem. Right. He's like, also, you guys are on first. And I'm like, okay, well, who's, is he going to ring it out? And they're like, no, we want you to go out and introduce the show because that's, you know, I'm, I'm usually the host. I'm like, that's fine. 
But at first I thought, oh, I'd have time to change. But now I'm on first to wrestle. I'm like, Matt, I'm not going to have any time. He's like, just go out there in your gear. I was like, fine, why not? All right. right. You already answered my next question. Yeah, so I go out there, music hits. Go out there, welcome the crowd. But I come out in my gear, so that's like people are like, well, it's not like my gear looks like my clothes. Like I wear no. I white tights with like bright blue and black, and then a black singlet and you know a t-shirt that I put on before I take this t- t-shirt off for, to wrestle in. But I come out in full gear with the microphone, and I don't even address the fact that I'm dressed in this gear. You don't like, mention it. Not at first. I'm like, hey, we're going to have a great night, this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, but also you might have seen on Twitter, because Aaron posted on his Twitter, uh, he's not able to make it. Last time, Ethan did me a solid by helping me out against LP. Well, I figured I could return the favor if you're okay with that. Crowd's like, yeah. So I was like, well, cool, because that matches now. So then Ethan comes out. But then I realized there's no ring announcer still, so I have to now ring right, announcer. What did you do with the mic? I'm still holding the mic. Okay, all right. Well, the mic was cutting out a lot, too, which was adding to the stress, because I'm already like a bundle of nerves. It's also 90-something degrees. It, it felt- was so hot Saturday. It was like 150 in that it, Washington it, Hall. The first time, one of the first times I went to watch you wrestle there, it was a warm day. Right. It's like, that place gets hot. It, there's no air conditioning. Correct. And even when you open the windows, it just gets even hotter. And just then there's the body. And then, right, there's just so many people. And because the, the, the Defiance, they still call them that, yes, right? Yes. Like they're packed in there. Yes. Nut to butt. So, I mean, and the funny shoulder part, to shoulder. No, no, we, that's how we do it in wrestling, nut yeah. to butt. That's right. a, it's a form of Greco Roman, but we still do it. Right. So, I mean, like that room. I mean, I've been in that room in February and been sweating. Oh, dude. And the funny part was earlier in the day, uh, Sid was just like, it's going to be hot there. Is it Dave air conditioning? I'm like, no. She's like, Ooh, that's going to be rough. I'm like, yeah, it sucks for the wrestlers. I'm ring announcing. It won't be that terrible. Not a biggie. Right. And then I texted. I'm like, remember when I said I wasn't wrestling? I lied. And she's like, oh, good luck with that. Get hydrated. So, you know, I'm trying to make sure I have water, nerves. I'm drenched before I even wrestle. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like so hot. But then I pulled the, I think might be the first ever, at least definitely at Defy. I had to then also introduce my opponents. Did you talk trash on him as you introduced no, him? No, because you know I'm a good guy there. I'm not. I'm not verified, Steve. Because I'm Steve makes the host of Defy. Yeah, but you're so, gonna wrestle him. I know, dude. It was awkward. So I was like, and my opponents, <laughs> Cody and Guillermo, they are C4. So then the match starts. I'm drenched. Like I'm nerves, sweating. I haven't been tagged in yet. I get tagged in. Now it's me and Guillermo Rosas head to head. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like one of my favorite dudes, guy I train with. Same with Cody. Like, these are bucket list guys I've always wanted to work with. I'm now in a tag match against them, right? All right. So this is great. We're having fun. But, you know, C4, Cody, and Guillermo are, like, the most popular tag team at Defy. Like, they are so loved. It's impossible to be more loved than them. Even though the crowd does show me a lot of love, there's not a chance in in hell I'm going to win over this crowd more than them. And it's always tough when you have good guy versus good guys. I wasn't going to lean into being a bad guy, but then all of a sudden, Ethan just starts doing jerky things to them, and we start getting booed. So now there's this (laughs) dynamic of, I'm trying to be cool, Ethan's flipping the crowd off, he's cheating, and everyone's now booing. I'm like, I'm just trying to win the match, guys. I'm not here to, I don't agree with him. He's my friend, but I don't agree with his antics. Did you give him your brass knuckles? I didn't have my brass knuckles with me, Ted. So you didn't pack all your gear. All right, it was in my bag in the back. I didn't bring it out, though. I didn't put it down my pants like I usually do. (laughs) 
As I'm like, Steve, I just, you know me, I'm like, go full heel on I'm, In my head, I'm like, that would be fun, but I still got to come out in the second half. Right, and do the announcement. And I don't want to detract from the whole show when like all the, the national wrestlers that are coming out going, why does everybody hate the ring announcer? <laughs> that, it was, that's very professional. It was a lot of fun, dude, but it was a true, when opportunity knocks, be ready. You just got to be ready for it. That's my Steve talk for today. Like, it oh, was just you like, know what? There you go. It was, dude, it was one of those things where I actually thought about it. I'm like, you know, this is like one of those moments where you're like, you never know when you're going to get that opportunity. If you're always prepared, then, I mean, those lucky moments do happen. If I didn't bring my gear, he would have just moved on to whoever he thought would make sense next. Correct. And that would have sucked. I would have yeah. been so bummed that night because I would much rather wrestle than ring announce. I love ring announcing, but- You did both. I got to do both, man. Dude, it was tough, though, the second half because my adrenaline was still going. Was gonna, so, all right. First of all, uh, we should tell people right about, uh, if they can, go spend some money, order a book from uh, Destiny uh, Comics. Destiny City Comics in right. Tacoma, yes. All right. Because it was that massive explosion- that happened, a car just parked in front of their place, like it was driving recklessly, went on fire, blew up, blew out the windows of, um, not Destiny City Comics, but the King's Bookstore. All right. And the record store right next to it. So the three stores, though, are pooling together money to pay for those windows. So even though Destiny City Comics' window wasn't broken, they're helping out and giving whatever money okay. they can. So right. Yeah, so definitely buy some comic books, go buy some books, take care of those places in Tacoma because they got dealt a bad end. All right, and so you come in HD owns Destiny City Comics. Right. That's why you brought it up. Yeah, my bad. I, no, no, no. no. Yeah. I figured give a little context. Yeah. Uh, so, so do you go backstage and like put jeans and a button up back on when you're all sweaty, or do you just stay in the singlet? Well, the nice thing was we were first, so I got to kind of cool off a little bit. I gave myself a poor man's shower in the bathroom. I definitely like grabbed some like paper towels and just wiped myself. A I mean, little I bit. played one public game on Sunday yeah. and was dripping sweat for like hours. And bro, and it's so hot in there. I'm just yeah. And I never stopped sweating. But okay. yes, to answer your question, took off all the gear, changed back into my slacks and uh, a short sleeve polo shirt. I was luckily it's short sleeve polo. Yeah, luckily I was already planning on wearing that. So so, but. I do. My body and my mind were not into the idea of doing ring announcing. After. I was like, I just wanted to chill. <laughs> yeah. I get I had to do my job, but I'm like, you know how it is. You want to bask in the glory. Sure. We had a lot of fun out there. The crowd was into it. It's a tough room to be in when it's that hot. Like I give the crowd a lot of credit because like I, I'd be fading, you know, as the night goes on and they weren't. Oh, yeah. Well, fun. especially too, I'll talk to the beer drinkers in the crowd too. When it's that hot, man, you got to be careful. And then people are wearing masks still. So yeah. then you got that on top of it. it. It was a sauna in there. Yeah. Oh, but so much fun, dude. Yeah, good on you. Oh, so much. I had one of the most fun experiences was getting to do that show. It was just like because I didn't have any time to stress about it. Right. It and was that's just the first show up you, and, and that's go. the first time you wrestle for Defy there, correct? Second. Okay. Last show I wrestled LP. All right. And then this time, thought, for some reason, I thought that was only in Tacoma or the, the Portland. La- the last time I tagged with Ethan, I tagged okay. with Ethan in Tacoma to set me up for the match in Seattle against LP. And then this is the first Defy show since that match. So it's kind of funny. Like I'm, I'm wondering if there's like people in the in the crowd are just like, geez, man, is this guy now just a, he's taking over as a wrestler? Like, no. But of course, I'm not going to turn down opportunities. No. And it's a fun. E- it's, it's a crazy evolution to see you going from ring announcing to yeah. I'm going to start trying it to now just like to have that. I mean, that's a lot of work on a Saturday in a hot room, but it is kind of crazy as your friend to see that evolution. Like, oh, now he's just doing both oh, on dude. the same night on one of the on the hottest weekend of the year so far. Dude, there was a moment at the end of the night where I was just like, 
that was cool. Like, I never thought hey, I'd ever get to wrestle at Defy. Like, even when I finally got past the, I never thought I'd get to wrestle. Then when I got to wrestle, I was like, oh, I'm never going to be at the level where I could perform because Defy is kind of like the super indie. Yeah. It's one of the biggest independents in the entire country, if not the world. And it's like, people want to wrestle at Defy all across the country, like big names. And here I am getting these opportunities. Granted, right place, right time, the relationship that I have. But still, it's surreal to me that I'm getting those chances. Yeah, it's awesome. Afterwards, burnt off a lot of calories, a lot of sweat dripped out. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. Really, all I wanted was a giant uh, cup of Diet Coke. Like That's all I wanted. But I was like, I'm going to get some French fries, too. Like, I'm not going to find anything vegan at that late night. But I'm going to swing by the McDonald's. Did not realize that the McDonald's right by the Seattle Center is closed. Oh, yeah. Closed a couple months ago. And not just closed. Like, torn down oh, and yeah, turned into gone. condos. Yeah. I was, I was devastated when I went by there. Man, that seems like a long... Why didn't you just start heading south? Because I really wanted it. And then there, right. was a, there was an accident on James Street, the entrance ramp. All right. So, like, nobody was moving. So, I'm like, ah, screw it. Let me go north. Get on, get off Mercer. Swing, get that McDonald's. And get right back on the freeway over there. Everything was going to be great. Until I swung by the McDonald's and it wasn't there. <laughs> and I was like, you son of a bitch. And I get on the freeway. Eventually stopped at the McDonald's, like, by, like, Kent. Because I know where that McDonald's is, and I know that's a good point. Like I'm just thinking about it now. I'm like, yeah, if I was going to go to McDonald's in the city, I guess I'd have to go to Soto. Yeah, there's nowhere else to go, right? Because I think the one on Third they finally closed, and I don't. That was not a drive-through. No, and that, that was just scary. And that one's more of like a drive-by, right? I was like, <laughs> that one was. As long as I've lived in this city, that McDonald's on Third and Pine or Third and Pike was always sketch. That Third and Pike Pine area. I don't care when you've lived in the Northwest, you know that as being the sketchiest part of all downtown Seattle. Yeah, like I think I set foot in that McDonald's twice yeah. in, in 17 and a half, 18 years I've lived here. Same. I think I went in there once, and it was like when I first moved out here in like the late 90s, early 2000s, and I said, never again. And that was around the time, I don't know if you were around when they did this, they were blasting country music outside of the McDonald's to scare no. off to scare off all like the, the, the troublemakers. Yeah, for a while in Belltown, they, all the buildings would blare uh, classical music. Yeah, they were blaring like old school country. Was- I, I think... I think- Years ago, I think the only times I've been in there was like getting off work and walking to a show at the show box and was like, I got to eat something. Yeah. And then I think the second time I did it, it was just like, you, you just feel people staring at you, people trying to sell you drugs. It's just like, all right, we got it. We got to get out of and here. And it's only gotten worse in that area. Anytime yeah, I've well, driven that, by and there, that like, was, I don't even want to drive by that area now. Yeah. I mean, like, look, you know me, I'll still walk through there, like to the market and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> I, Ted is gangster. I just, I just, I just keep my head down. I keep moving. <laughs> just keep going. Don't acknowledge. No, it's like, a, it's like being on the subway in New York. I, I remember telling an ex-girlfriend, like, don't make eye contact. If someone speaks to you, unless, don't just, just in one ear and out the other. It's not worth the headache. Yeah. Well, yeah. I talked about this last night on my, uh, on the podcast, but yesterday I was walking to work and there's like, I see this woman. Ye- it's just weird. She's like bare. Well, she doesn't have shoes on, just socks. And she's like walking weird. So first I'm like, I almost, and this is by the hospital. I almost want to be like, I would put shoes on in this area. But then as she turns around, she's just slugging a bottle of wine. And I'm like, oh. And Steve, as I walk by, she goes, want to feel me up? So I just keep walking. She's like, come on, big guy. No. <laughs> so I started laughing. But I was like, don't. If I turn around and I'm laughing, she is going to engage me more. But I like that second. Come on, big guy. Like, that's the moment where you turn around and go, on second thought, yes, I absolutely do want to fill you up. Right. And then I was thinking, you imagine, like, God forbid, somebody's like, dude, I saw Ted Smith feeling off a drunk homeless lady on, on first till. Ted, I get it, man. Relationships are tough. 
But dude, try Tinder one more time. <laughs> right. Maybe Bumble. Yeah, not not Bumble. <laughs> Bumble. Hey yo. Cha-cha. <laughs> Tech Talks. Starring Bumble. Tech Smith. Terrible. There are 10 within your area. Like, I know they are. <laughs> Swipe whatever way you want. They're still going to offer. Yo, is that the Ted Smith? Yeah, leave me alone right now. <laughs> <laughs> In Diddle City. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, July 4th weekend coming up. Uh, the big thing is, I want everybody to have a good time. Also, Steve, I'm including you in on this one. Uh-oh. I know you don't eat meat much, but it's July 4th weekend. Get yourself a hamburger. I can. Can it be a vegan burger? Yeah, actually, it's fine. We were yeah, talking I mean, about that last night. Like, I love burgers. Yeah. Hamburgers, turkey burgers, black bean burgers, impossible burger. I'm like... All the burgers. Yeah, like, whatever, man. I'm in if it's a burger. Just not that flesh burger that we were reading about today. I, I'm okay. I'm not up on the flesh burger. Okay, yet. we'll stay away. I'm sure you're going to... I'm sure when you go through stuff for prepping today, you'll probably come across the story. There's some Swedish chef guy that created a burger. It's plant-based that tastes just like human. Oh, I want to try Me. it. You would try it? Yeah. I mean, humans got to be closer to pork than anything. Long pig. Uh, but also July, July, <laughs> July 4th weekend. I just want to remind people. I know a lot of people talk about it for dogs, but if you can, just try to keep the fireworks to the 4th or like the 3rd. We, yeah. we live in an area with a ton of combat veterans and the, the concussion of that stuff and send people off. It's, it's not good. It's so not just, cool. Right. You, we don't need to be lighting them off all freaking weekend. Bro, I, when I remember I dated a girl many, many years ago whose uh, father was a uh, uh, a Vietnam vet, a Marine. Yeah. And he got blown up like part of his body. Like he's got basically put back together. He should have been dead. All right. And 4th of July, that was the first time in my life where I, I understood. I never was a big fireworks guy anyway, but like that was when I was like, yep, I don't, I'm not a fan of this anymore. Like, because he would lock himself in a room. Loud music and just dark, right, and, and just drown it out. Yeah, because if a firework went off, like he could snap and and he could snap in a very angry way, right. And like he knew that, and he but but he couldn't control it. I mean, obviously, he was trying, but man, like that was just heartbreaking because he's a really good dude, and it was just tough to see that. Yeah, so just just use a little, you know, July Fourth, I get it. July Third, everybody's off the next day, but like it, like try to keep it to those days. We're going to do a little family getaway. We're going to add it. By the way, you're not a firework guy. Like, like no. I'm with you. Like we've we've hung out in a ton of places. I don't know that I've ever been with you where you're like, or me has been like, hey man, I got some fireworks. No, and like <laughs> I'm not here to tell someone what they like and don't like. I'm sure people think things I do are stupid, and I understand yeah. that. Like I think fireworks are stupid. To me, it's just a waste of money. It's dumb, especially the ones that just make giant, big banging sounds. Like what the hell? What, what was the accomp? What did you accomplish? You just wasted two hundred bucks to hear something blow up. Like that just seems. But that's just me. Like, right, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I, you are stupid. I just think what you do is stupid. I like fireworks. They just scare the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan, man. Oh, never... really? I love watching them. I go, yeah, of course. I love, like, the big ones. Yeah. But more often than not, like, around the neighborhoods, people are just, like, setting off, like, M80s. Oh, yeah. Well, right, out, right in front of my place is, like, I, for whatever reason, that intersection on July 4th, people just sit there and light off the same thing. Right. So I guess I, that's more of it. Like, like the pretty ones, like, the, the roaming candles. I don't hate yeah. those. And I'm sure, like, if Tatum gets to the point where she wants to see cool fireworks, I'm going to have to get some. But I'm not getting the ones that are, like, completely, like, just basically, like, a, a poor man's version of dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> so we're leaving town, though. Where are you going? Leavenworth. Because that's where no you kidding. go when you want to celebrate the 4th of July. All right. Do they have fireworks? Apparently, there's, fireworks are banned in, in that area. 
Oh, probably because of wildfires and stuff. Yeah, which we didn't know, but that's actually a benefit, a bonus, because you know, we're bringing Tatum and, and Lulu. Well, so, year, years ago, I went over there. They used to have a winter fest, and they had fireworks. But that was like mm-hmm. January. Uh, yeah, I wonder if it's like one of those things where it's like it said online, like that that county bans fireworks, but it might be still people setting them off. Like I'm yeah. not going expecting that we're not going to hear any fireworks. We're just going because we have next week off. By the way, we won't be doing the mega cast next week. Sorry. Copy. Uh, um, Are you staying in town? Uh, in in Leavenworth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're staying in one of the uh, the hotels. Oh. Oh, excellent. Yes. That's right. We did talk about this maybe off the cast last week. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I love that town. Oh, uh, dude, I'm excited. I don't know. Plus, you can bring your dog. Yeah, all my recommendations, pool. though, I don't know if any of them are vegan friendly. I was like, Ruloff's Pizza is pretty good for the kid. But I'm like, oh, I don't know yeah. if they have like cauliflower crust pizza or something. Well, I mean, as long as they have regular pizza, we'd, we'd just get it with no cheese, just all sauce. Right. That's always my thing. I always go to Ruloff's like one night, yep. and then... Yeah, then I hang out at uh, the Munchen House and just drink beers and oh, eat bratwurst. For real, I know. I saw there's a few places that have enough options that will make it so that we're not completely like, there's nowhere to eat. And I, honestly, I'm going to break a little bit of the dairy rule thought that those pretzels are made with butter. Like, oh. you know what? I'm still getting them. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many big, giant soft pretzels in town. Yeah, that's like, those are those instances. Like, my wife, her one rule is like, don't give me a hard time if I get a waffle cone. And I'm like, that's fair. When's the last time you've been to Leavenworth? Uh, when Sid was pregnant. So over two years ago. All uh, right. About three years ago. I'm always amazed every time I go how much bigger that town keeps getting. It's awesome. Like they, right, they got Icicle Brewing over there now. And yep. like, That's a like, great spot. It is. Like I went to a good restaurant, like Mexican joint. Like they're, it, it, They've really built it up. They've done a great job. Really? Yeah. Levin, Levin, I love Leavenworth. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm, yeah. It's just a couple day getaway. Yeah. Uh, plus, you know, a lot of places are dog friendly, so that's always nice. It's just, it's just going to be fun. Plus, you know, where we're staying has a pool, so Tatum loves water. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I, 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 we're just hoping, of course, we booked it 4th of July. There's like a, a percent, a small enough, but like a 20% chance of rain. And we're like, oh, watch, it just dumps on the one day that we're there. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will also tell you, uh, I know you're a Starbucks person in the morning. I don't know if there's a busier Starbucks than a Sunday morning in Leavenworth. The nice thing is we're doing Monday, Tuesday. All right, but either way, because yeah. Monday's the holiday, I'm, yeah. or I guess Tuesday. I'm just saying, like, no, you're right. You're I right. always kind of forget, and it's like, well, yeah, it's a town that has a lot of breweries and drinking. Like, like people that don't drink like coffee, all the hungover people like me are like, I need my Starbucks. Oh, absolutely, dude. It's gonna be fun. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I love. I love. That is one of my favorite towns in in Washington. And we typically do it winter time. Yeah. So it's gonna be fun to go there during the summertime. Yeah, and I mean, or slightly summer. I mean, what summer was yesterday, and that was it, or or whatever it was Monday or Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's freaking beautiful. Oh, I'm excited. You know, we usually would take a break, but let's just r- jump right into it. All right, you all right, what? let's do it. I mean, hell, you might hear a commercial right here. You never know how these damn uh, Odyssey podcasts go. But there, let's there go. it is. <laughs> Spanning the globe. Bring you the constant variety oh, yes. of sports. I'm excited to talk sports. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. This is the Ted Smith's Wide World of Sports. Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Great, Great popcorn. popcorn. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Perfect for the 4th of July. It is. Although you might not get it if you order it now. <laughs> Probably not. But you know, it's the 4th of July somewhere. Uh, so first of all, Sounders are rolling. They look great on Saturday. Nice. Uh, Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Ooh, Cup. I know. Who's the guy that always tweets at us? I forget. I know. Is it 
And I just gonna say to him, like, I know he listens to our podcast. Like, look, I just hate Stan Kroenke. Like, I don't, I don't really have anything against the Abs players or whatever. Right. But, but I, I like that he like kept chirping. That's why Sunday night, I was like, no worries, man. Enjoy the victory. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I would like all of his tweets. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm always happy to see somebody see their team win a, a championship. But I mean. I just can never get behind the Colorado Avalanche because they beat the Devils to win the Stanley Cup one year. So right. I'll we have our reasons. Hate, I'll forever hate them for that. It's a very petty thing, especially since the Devils now are no longer my number one team. But I will forever hate the Colorado Avalanche. That being said, I do love that the the whole crowd starts singing along to uh, the Blink One Eighty Two song. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's t- and hockey has some good sing alongs. Yeah, I like the Blues sing Gloria. Yep, like. And it's weird how different sports teams. The Caps have a whole thing with Tom Green, and he oh, like really? they put him on the big screen, and he's like wearing a Caps jersey. He felt, and I forget what he said, but it's like it's like it's like their rally time like thing, and huh. the whole arena goes nuts. I love that kind of stuff. That's the best part about sports is when like each town has like their own like you know little thing. Yeah, for sure. All right, so the Avalanche one Sounders are rolling. Now let's talk about Sunday. Yes, the, the WWE <laughs> the, Mariner style. Wow. Like, I mean, I haven't seen a baseball fight in a while where people were legit throwing punches and everything else. Like, And the Mariners look like they wanted to keep fighting, even though they stopped it. And I also said, that's one of the few times I've ever looked at a field and went, uh, four empires isn't enough. No, dude. Well, first off, Derek Vanderpool. Shout out to you. Yeah. He's a Colorado Avalanche fan. Sorry, I thought. Uh, but you, dude. I don't know about you. I was obsessed with watching fan footage of the fight. Like, did ever- you see the one from like the yes. the guy sitting behind the plate? Yes, that, that was- is so real, dude. Like, you can hear it and you can see the punches being. I mean, that was a hockey fight that just went on forever. Yeah, I right. So I I was playing pub league and then got some lunch, so I kind of missed it. And then, frankly, I went and hung out on a boat Sunday afternoon and was swimming in Lake Union. Oh, oh, on a boat. Sorry, I missed the Mariners. <laughs> I don't know why all of a sudden you're like some English hot hootie tootie guy. I'm all hootie tootie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then I got home. So or hootie tootie, whatever that is. Hooty toity. You had it right. I called it hootie tootie. Hotty toddy. We like So somebody at the bar was kind of explaining it. I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. I ran into Funk Love. We did a shot of tequila. Nice. I was, by the way, I was at Red Star Taco. It's the first time I've eaten there. That place is amazing. Is that Fremont area? Yes. Because that's where Funk Love is always at. I, I'm telling you, man, Red Star, that might be one of the best tacos I've had in town. Wow. Uh, either way, so I wasn't really paying attention. Once I saw the footage, though, I was like, holy yes. Like, this was a real fight. Yes. It was insane. It was, And it went on forever. And I, did you see the person that found the picture of the naked gun um, scene where the Mariners in that movie with Enrico oh, Palazzo, yeah. right? They got into a bench clearing brawl with the, the Anaheim Angel. Angels. Correct. Yeah. I yeah. know somebody said that they haven't. It's Enrico Palazzo. It's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite things about that. You know what's all right? So we're gonna sound like the old guys. I love the original Naked Gun. Uh-huh. But remember when he's the umpire and he waits and he's like strike yes and then he starts really getting into it so yes. when i was watching my nephew play they didn't have an umpire and my brother was like oh, i'm glad i wasn't here they would have made me up and then he's like i would have gone full uh like frank drubbin just like he's out i can't remember who we interviewed it might have been rick riz or someone that was around during that time all right for when that and i was like how cool was that or maybe i, I don't remember who it was man i'm completely brain farting but i think it was him and he said that the reason why they picked the Mariners is because the Mariners were just such a brand new sucky team that they were hoping baseball said, you're going to do it, use the Mariners. So hopefully people could start paying attention to who the Mariners are. Which <laughs> I thought was kind of a fun little tidbit of info. Yeah, and Reggie Jackson tried to kill the queen. He did, he did. <laughs> Dude, 
And I love after the fight, Jesse Winker flips off the fans. Double bird. Oh, gosh, I love that guy. He instantly went from being a guy that people were like, I can't believe we traded for this dude. He's doing nothing for us. to now all of a sudden becoming a folk hero for the Seattle Mariners. I, look, I watched the end of the game last night. I saw his post-game uh, right? interview. I know people were like, oh, he said the yes. I was like, he's, he's excited. I'm, I'm all on board. I, yeah. like, I like this like bully mentality. Yeah. <laughs> I also thought it was funny because uh, our girl Jen... Uh, Mueller, yeah. right? It was her birthday, so I don't think she was working. So I saw Angie Mendez or Menting. Ment, or, yeah, she was doing the post game interview. Oh, did they gas her? You, I don't think they did, but now you have me obsessed. I'm like, you're right. Every time I see Jen Mueller now, I'm like, oh man, is she going to get a dowser? She always gets it. The player doesn't. She gets it. Yeah. I saw Angie got it. I couldn't remember if it was last night, some other time, but I just like, I, it's like a weird tradition now. So like, great. watch the end of the game. And then, yeah, I, I don't generally watch a ton of Mariners post game stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, that guy's hard to not like. Right. I don't know how good he is, but I'm like, I told Mike today, I go, man, the Mariners have dudes you want to cheer for. They just got to win. I did feel bad for the starting pitcher. Throw seven innings, no hit, or one hit baseball, and still don't get a decision. I know. That's, that's rough. Yeah, man. Like, I hope that the suspension goes quick for him whenever that they actually he gets suspended because I know there's like appeals and things along those lines. But I'm, always, I'm instantly a fan of Winker. And I love the story, the pizza story. With uh, yeah. Sophie, we had her on BJ Migs. You can probably find it online on uh, KSW.com. She could be a cool lady. Like She doesn't even live around here. She lives in like Alabama. No and kidding. She, it, she lived here for a little bit, became a Mariners fan, moved to, I think it's Alabama, and she she lives right by the AA team, the Little Rock Travelers, which is the Mariners minor league affiliate. I didn't even know we had one in, in Alabama. Ted, you and I, me both. Until she or said Arkansas? it. Arkansas? And and they have like a possum like a, a as their mascot. All right, it's like Adi. He wears like an overall where one strap's undone. He just looks like he's like <laughs> he's pretty awesome. <laughs> I'll have so to good. find a picture of him. You'll love him. But she was just telling us about how like yeah, she gets to watch like you know Julio Rodriguez back then and all these other players, and that's kind of cool. But she's an obsessive Mariners fan. She saw all that go down, felt bad for Jesse Winker, and sends a pizza. And shout out to the pizza delivery guy. He stays in cahoots with her, or the DoorDash guy. It gets the pizza to Jesse somehow. That's amazing. The door. I, I'm guessing only because it's DoorDash, but I'm just still blown away. He actually got into the locker room and got him a pizza. Well, what she was saying was like, yeah, he was telling her, I'm in traffic. I'm trying. I'm going to get there. By the time he got there, I guess it got to the staff at, at the Angels Stadium that there's this guy delivering a pizza to a Mariners player. So they were already kind of in the know. So when okay. he got there, they kind of knew. And they and they were like, ah, screw it. Let's help him out. Got the pizza to Jess- Jesse. Then Jesse direct messages uh, Sophie to thank her. And she's right, like, I, I saw that thread. It's incredible. Yeah. What a fun story. And then the next day, the Mariners are giving away lapel pins with know, pizza with on pizza. it. <laughs> How did they get that done so quick? <laughs> You know what, Steve, to bring this full circle? I'm going to the game Friday because it's fireworks night. Oh! <laughs> Leave before the game's over. Fireworks are stupid, Ted. Right. <laughs> I, saw, I told Mike yesterday, I go, hey, man, don't forget to get a beer in the seventh inning. So we're going to want one during the fireworks. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. But they only set up, they set up fireworks after they win every game, but this is just a guarantee that we fireworks. Yeah. Have you never been to a Mariners firework night? No. Oh, it's awesome. Ted, I just told you how I don't care about fireworks. So basically, like, 
Right, if you're on the right field's first base side, like if you, if they take everybody out kind of left field and stuff, I think they let families like sit in the grass like oh, on the cool. infield. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when you're on the right field side and then they set them off just over uh, like the wall out in center field, it's oh, aw- cool. it's awesome. I mean, it it's so cool that like when I lived on uh, uh, over there on First Hill for a while, like on firework nights, I would walk up to the corner and I could see it. Oh, that's pretty dope. Yeah, we probably could see him from the station. You Barely. might. Oh, uh, maybe not. We can see a little bit of Lumen Field. We can't really see T-Mobile Park. You can't, but you'd be able to see him enough. Can you see him at the VU across the street, though? At the VU? Yeah. <laughs> Different oh. kind of fireworks. <laughs> Sorry. I think that's a showgirls. <laughs> it's not a VU? Isn't that owned by Deja Vu? Yeah, but I feel like down by the stadium, that's showgirls, and Deja Vu is specifically by the market. I thought they were both Deja Vu showgirls. This Ooh, is, I could be wrong. Well, we should do some research. They could be the same thing. <laughs> we should go right now. I've been doing some research. Have you? I have. <laughs> what kind of uh, findings have you found out? Okay, you know what? I will leave names out of this. Okay. <laughs> trying to think of who listens to this podcast. If somebody says... It's I look a, at the numbers, nobody. I'm kidding. <laughs> did we? I mean, I'm trying to remember. Did we do a bachelor party for you? Did we? No. We never did. No. Okay. So like if you're on a bachelor party and somebody's like, I don't really care about strip. This is why I've been doing research literally this week. I was like, huh, what if I just ordered a stripper to the house? And then my buddy was like, well, what do we know if that person's going to be down with it? I was like, I don't know. It's a bachelor party. You can kind of just right. spring that on somebody. What do you think? You've, you Have Ooh. you ever planned a bachelor party? I've been part of a bachelor party planning right. where- we went to Vegas and we didn't, right. we didn't get any strippers to come to, although one guy was like begging for us to do that. And I was like, I just saw the movie Very Bad Things. I'm like, I get, I'm getting oh, very, I've d- very bad things vibes from you, sir. And he wasn't like someone that I knew and he seemed ra- rather aggressive about getting a, a stripper or a, more than a stripper to show up. And I'm like, not, not involved with this. If you do it, that's on your own time, dime, different room because I'm not. But I don't think there's I've- anything wrong with getting a stripper to show up for a bachelor party. Yeah, trust me, I've done it in Vegas. Yeah. And it was weird because the the brother of the groom, the groom was my friend. Mm -hmm. I had met his brother maybe once before this. And right when the strippers show up, right, everybody, and we had a sweet place like out in the uh, MGM, uh, forget what it's called, but like there's like condos behind the hotel. Uh, But yeah, the brother who's the best man, like before the show up, he goes, you got to help me. And I was like, what's up, dude? And he's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have never ordered a stripper. I'm like- Oh, we got to like negotiate some stuff. And he's like, yeah, they're in the other room and they want to negotiate. I'm like, yep, yep. I like bang down a shot. Like I'll go in there with you. Ted <laughs> the haggler. Right? We start negotiating. And to the point of, I'm like, all right, cool. Can you guys find some weed for us too? And one girl's like, oh, baby, I'll hit you up. Like blah, blah, blah. The only thing I felt bad about was they beat the crap out of that dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the belt. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah. keep tipping and we'll, we'll keep hitting them. And I mean, like, keep in mind, you got t- like 10 dudes, 12 dudes in a room. We didn't have enough shot glasses. People are doing shots of vodka out of bowls. Yeah. So we kept throwing down 20s and we're like, hit them harder. I've seen that happen to buddies at a strip club in, yeah. in, in Portland where it's like, it was a bachelor party and it was just like, put him on the stage. It took his belt up. He didn't have a belt. And they're like, anyone have a belt? And one of our buddies like, got one. I'm like, jeez, man, you've never seen you whip your belt off quicker. And it was the same thing. More money, more hits. And I'm like, <sighs> He's getting married next weekend. These welts are not going to go away. Yeah. Like, like, I know like his girl's cool, but even being cool with your guy going to strip clubs is a little bit different than, 
oh, you still have visible scars from your strip club experience from the weekend before. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't know. I'm up in the air. But I'm just like, I don't know. Could be fun. So now you're just doing the research for it? I am. Nice. Might send, a, might send an email this week or tonight. Dude, those are questions I could probably save for off the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything going on this weekend? Happy 4th. Happy 4th. Uh, I mean, I'm going to enjoy some fireworks. I, I, it does look as like it could be a little cooler. And then, uh, yeah, Saturday, just doing a barbecue. I'm going to watch some UFC. Misha Tate's fighting Saturday evening. Wait, what? Yeah. And the UFC? Yeah. She's back at fighting? Dude, she's had like three victories in the UFC in the last like year and a Bro, half. I've been so out of the loop with the UFC. I just, I, to be <laughs> honest, because I listen to like wrestling podcasts, they always advertise the Renee Paquette. Uh, he used to be Renee Young in the yeah. WWE. She does an MMA uh, podcast with Misha Tate. Oh, so yeah. I just assumed that she's now full on broadcaster. She was out for a while. I can't remember if she had yeah. one or two kids. And then, yeah, she started training. And honestly, like a lot of, I disagreed. A lot of people were like, I don't know, like, you know, like, should she really be fighting? Like, she's a mom now. I'm like, she's a fighter, first yeah. of all. So, I don't, like, I get where people are coming from, but also, like, she's not it, fighting her child. Right, it feel, and it felt a little sexist to me. Like, yeah. dudes have kids. We don't, you know, so, like, I, I don't. So, anyhow, I was very happy. She's got, I want to say she's on, like, a three win uh, streak. Yeah. Wow. I mean, honestly, like, if you would have said, like, who's going to have the longer career in MMA, Misha or Rhonda, because that was really the one, too. It was. It was. Like, uh, I would have always just assumed it was going to be Ronda. And I mean, Ronda's doing WWE stuff, but like really isn't doing MMA stuff. Right, because Ronda was the champ in the UFC. Broke Misha was, arm. Right, Misha was the strike force champ, then went over to UFC. Yeah, I was always Team Misha. Same, Plus, like, same. She, she's from the area. She Tacoma. trained. Right, she trained in Yakima. She used to fight. I mean, she. I want to say she came through cage sport and fought before. I think when you're she, right. When she was champ, she came by. Still one of my most embarrassing moments is interviewing her in the cage. Why was it embarrassing? Do you remember back in the day, like the the, the women fighters kind of like, God, it sounds terrible. But like instead of shorts, they had like those little skirts and like. Yes. So she's wearing that. I'm in the cage. She, besides the fact she's a very nice person and a very good fighter, she is very attractive. Yes. Gorgeous. And in the cage, I'm like interviewing her and they were like, ask her about cupcakes. This is before cupcake was her nickname. So I'm like, oh. do you make cupcakes? And she's like, actually, yeah. Like, I love making cupcakes. And I'm like, so I blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, thanks, Misha, for being in here. And I was like, you can go over and check out her mooch. Her mooch desk, her table, and get some gear. And she and I just go, uh, not mooch, merch. And I put the microphone down. And she goes, are you nervous? And I go, I am, Misha. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, like at the time, she was like married to like I forget his name, but he's a UFC fighter. Yeah, like I couldn't have been more nervous and more uncomfortable. Ass kicked. I just said, "Oh my god!" Like mooch. (laughs) (laughs) I basically just said, "Like I want to catch you, (laughs) smoochy, smoochy." Right. You're looking pretty sweet in that skirt, Misha. Oh, she just didn't miss a beat. Like as I put, "Are you nervous?" Yes, Yes, I am, Misha. Yes, I'm sorry. I know you can kick my ass and you're 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 gorgeous. Right. I mean that's it's the double whammy. Right, right. I'm nervous because you're just very hot and I would be nervous on hot girls. But on top of it, you could break my arm in two seconds. <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> but either way, I I don't watch as much UFC as I used to, but if I Misha's don't. if Misha's fighting, like last summer uh went down to like Mike and his fiance's, I was like, Misha's fighting, we're watching it. I I yeah, I gotta keep uh, dude, that just piqued my interest in the UFC again. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's the main reason. And the card has other good fights on it. I think sure, Cowboy sure. Cerrone's fighting. But the main reason, I was like, we got to order this fight, man. Misha's fighting. Dude, that's so awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, because I... Still to this day, I think one of the most epic, gnarly moments in all of MMA was her just refusing to tap out on Ronda Rousey and getting her arm broke. Right. And that's when, you know, that's that's kind of, again, I, I trained for a few months in jiu-jitsu and then boxed for a little bit. But that's one of those things, like, like if you're getting choked, ta- you know what I mean? Like Live to see another day. But if you're getting choked, it's one thing, because they can kind of put you out. But, like, people are always like, eat, tap, don't break an arm. Misha, no quit. And I, I truly believe that it was also... A, a, no quit, and B, I'm not quitting on Ronda Rousey. Because that no. was a massive rivalry. Dude, if they ran it back right now, I would put my money on Misha. Ooh, I'd pay money to see that pay-per-view. So would I. Yeah, I would definitely get it. I would chip in. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that would be, oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, Misha's getting back up there. You'd have to see if she could, you know, beat top-level people right now. She's getting, you know what I mean? She's getting there. But, yeah, I mean, Ronda was really the only person in her in her prime that she didn't beat. And Ronda was just this unstoppable force until she finally lost it and it got in her head. Right. And then she kind of just stopped, right? Yeah, she, like, Holly Holm knocked her out and then she lost another one and then was done. That that's, was, that's so crazy, too. Right. That's always been kind of my issue with McGregor as well. Like, you got to defend your belt. Yep. You know what I mean? You got to be a fighting champ. Yeah. Yeah. Like the mega cast. But yeah. Fighting champs. We're bring fighting the gear. <laughs> always bring your gear. Always bring your gear. I say always bring a beer. <laughs> You know, both serve purposes. <laughs> right. Don't bring fireworks because fireworks are stupid. Happy Fourth, everybody! Happy Fourth, everybody! <laughs> Have a hamburger. Uh, eat a hamburger. Beyond plant-based meal, who cares? Just eat one. Just eat some circular patty Off that's a grill. cooked right. That's cooked over an open flame. <laughs> Throw a slab of just a bunch of ketchup. Oh yeah, yeah. You better send me some pictures from Leavenworth too. I will. I All will right. of me eating pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys have a great and safe fourth, and we'll be back not this upcoming Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, I believe. I believe so as well. I have faith. Follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. <laughs>